Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. All right, let's get this week rolling with Coffee Break with Mary B's fifth son, number episode number 36. And I, you know, I just thought it is number 36. I believe the only number 36 I know was Gary Matthews, left fielder for the Chicago Cubs. And I'm not even a Cubs fan. I didn't Google it. I'm just thinking of that right now because I couldn't think of anybody number 36 that I really liked my thing. But I think it's Gary Matthews, the Sarge. It left field, Wrigley Field again. Wasn't a Cub fan, but I enjoyed watching Gary Matthews. So our episode, I just needed to add something on from last week with the James Brown concert, walking there and uh, everything. I talked to my brother, Jerry, and he brought up something that I knew a little about, but he reminded me exactly what happened. In our group, there was a guy named Parker. We don't know if that was his last name or first name. He wanted my brother Jerry's gym shoes, and he threatened him, and he told him that when they seen him at school, he was going to get those gym shoes, him and his friends, now, here I thought I had the uh, the lock-on gym shoes with my uh, orange Converse, but he had a pair of nice, nice shoes. And, again, my brother Jerry was very good in basketball, so he had a very good pair of gym shoes. He told my brother John about it, and my brother John showed up at the school the next day, and he sat in his car. We had this big white car. He sat in the car. And again, this is according to my brother, Jerry. I was oblivious to this, uh, for this guy and his friends to jump my brother, Jerry, you know, either at recess or lunchtime or something, but it never went down. So he doesn't know if John ever caught up with the guy. Apparently, John waited in the car at that school, literally from morning till uh, Red got out of school. I thought it was very interesting. You know, I've been giving all my stories, you know, and I had my stories about John being a big brother protecting uh, me, but he was, uh, he had uh, Red's back too. So a, a great story. Cause he called me up. He's, you know, he says, Hey, you know, do you remember that guy named Parker that was with us? That was one of Otis's friends. And then he went in on the whole story. So it, it was a good, uh, a good reminder for, for me about what happened that night. And again, it didn't take away from the, uh, maybe took away a little for him, but not for me for the James Brown thing. So I'm glad I didn't really know about it till now. <laughs> there was a lot of things going on in our house that each one of us didn't know what was going on. Some sad news before I get started. Last week was the final episode of Yellowstone on Paramount for this year. I don't know how many people watch Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, but it's a great series and it come to an end. Um, you know, I'm sure it'll be picked up for next year, but I'll give one person I like. He plays uh, Rip. His name is Cole Hauser. When I seen his name, Cole Hauser, I looked it up. And his dad's name is Wingshauser. And if you ever want to see a good movie, Brothers and I favorite movies from the 80s. It's called Vice Squad, and Wingshauser is in it. He actually plays a pimp, and it's really good. It's one of those, let's call them B movies uh, in the early 80s. Wingshauser was in it. His name was Ramrod. He have it on my DVR, and uh, <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movies came to an end. Talk about sad. This We're recording this before... 
the new one comes out called The Wedding Veil with Lacey Chabaret and oh, I can't think of her name, the blonde. Um, but it's like it's going to be three part stories, three different movies. But I think I'm going to start reviewing Hallmark movies on uh, the next Sundays after they play. We'll move into that in the Hallmark um, romantic movies. You'll see my romantic side come out. <laughs> That's funny just saying it. Okay. Oh, and the other good news with Yellowstone Hallmark ending, the good news is Ozark starts at the end of January. And if you like Ozark, that's a great show. Great, great show. So that starts, I think, the end of January. Okay, this week's coffee review is for Aroma Joe's in Providence, Rhode Island, which we'd stopped in while we're out there um, in Woonsocket. So it's like a college town. Nice little place. We wrote our name on the wall. They have a on one of them walls where you write your name. Actually, kind of like Geno's East in downtown Chicago used to be. I don't know if they still have it, but coffee was excellent. So uh, if you're ever in Providence, Rhode Island, go to Aroma Joe's. It was very good coffee. Okay, our movie review is one of my favorite movies and probably your favorite coffee scenes besides Reservoir Dogs, Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. And one part of it with the coffee is where uh, John Travolta and... Uh, Samuel Jacks, they killed the, the guy in the car, and they need the car gone. Uh, Marcellus Wallace, their boss, sends over the cleaner, Winston Wolf, played by Harvey Keitel. And they're at Quentin Tarantino's house. They got to clean the car. So they're in the garage, and Winston Wolf, he's got this tuxedo on. He's looking in the car, and he says, Jimmy, I thought I smelled coffee in there. Go inside and get me a cup. So Quentin Tarantino, you know, his he's Jimmy. And he goes, okay, Mr. Wolf. And then he walks away, and then he stops. He goes, uh, do you want anything in it? And Winston Wolf says, lots of cream, lots of sugar. When they get back in the house, Quentin Tarantino, Jimmy, gives him that cup of coffee. And on a podcast, you're not going to see it. He takes a sip of it and he looks at the coffee and he looks up at Jimmy, Quentin Tarantino, and he raises his cup. You know, instead of giving a thumbs up, like people say, hey, you know, thumbs up or whatever, like Fonzie, Winston Wolf raises the cup and he nods his head like, this is really good coffee. So maybe one day I'll play the actual scene where Tarantino explains why he has really good coffee. But because he must love coffee, you know, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, great scenes with coffee. Harvey Keitel is great as the cleaner, Winston Wolf. So that's our uh, our movie review. Jimmy, uh-huh. Do me a favor. We didn't finish much of coffee back there. Would you make me a cup? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, well, um, for you, uh, take it. Lots of cream, lots of sugar into uh, my baseball career, okay, after 1972, after I got out of Pony League, I thought my baseball career was over with. I find out at Calumet Park Rec Center, they're having a strikeout league. Now, strikeout league, strikeouts is, I know in different states, they probably call it something else. It's a rubber ball about the size of a normal baseball. You draw a square on the wall, like a strike zone, and against a brick wall, and you can do it outside. And then this time, it was a league that they were starting up at the Calumet Park Rec Center. And it was being run by Tommy O'Neill. Now, Tommy O'Neill, right now, I think he still is a Big Ten referee. He did referee in the um, NCAA Final Four in, I think, 1997. He's refereed, I think, football games. He was the head of the um, uh, softball Association, I think the American Softball Association in the Chicago area. Great guy. Great. I met him at West Pullman Park in 1970. He was on a team and I would watch his games and uh, just a nice guy, nice all around guy. But he ran Kelly Park Rec Center 
and he started the strikeout league. I got my brother Joe. We were on the same team. It was a two-man, two-man teams. And our first game, we drew the two best players in Calumet Park. Donnie Winters, who they said he had, was going to get a trout with Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, Cincinnati Reds. And then Gary Giles, who was another very good baseball player. They were the best players in Calumet Park. Put us against against those two. We get them on a Saturday morning. There was a lot of people there. Like, cause a lot of people knew, knew them, but a lot of people knew me, my friends in Calumet Park, my big mouth. And I would always talk about how good I was in baseball and strikeout. We beat them one to nothing. Okay. Joe hit one off the wall. It was, you can only get a single or a home run, you know, and you could get a walk, but those, no doubles, no triples. They had a line at the wall that you would get it. And Joe drove in our only run, but it came down to, they had bases loaded, two outs, and Donnie Winters is up. And he's choking up on that bat because I believe me, I was throwing really fast. He's the last batter, two outs, bases loaded. And Joe comes over by me and Joe says, do you want me to pitch? I said, no, there's no way I'm leaving this game. The count goes to two and two, and I could see this guy. He was choking up. What I hadn't done is thrown a change up the whole game. It was just all fastballs, and they still couldn't get around. I threw my change up, and if you get a guy that's throwing fastballs the whole game, you're expecting that fastball. When I threw that change up, it looked like he swung three times by the time that ball got, got to the wall. He struck out, and that was it. We won one to nothing. I couldn't raise my arm. Afterward, it, it hurt so bad, my shoulder, they canceled the league after that because we beat the two best players, and they never put out a schedule unless they had the league without me and Joe. But they realized then that if I could beat their two best players or we could beat their two best players, nobody else can have a chance because I never heard anything about it after that. And I did see Giles and Winters around later. They never mentioned anything about it. It was a great game, and I still had it. And then after that, I was on uh, Artie Kerr, my old buddy from West Pullman. We played on the Parnell Pharmacy. He got a hold of me, and he wanted me to play with a bar and all the Irish bars on Western Avenue, where they have the Southside Parade. They run from like 95th to 115th, all the Irish bars. But on 101st, there was a bar run by a Greek guy called Nick, of course, that had a bar called the Italian Stallion, okay? And they had a travel baseball team. I played with them for two years. I was their pitcher. And it was fun being a Rocky fan. I had to play with that. So that was good. When I went to California, I played on a travel team. I was actually the only white guy slash Caucasian on there. And we would travel around from Riverside. We would travel around to different cities in Southern California. These guys knew everybody. We were, I was their pitcher. So we played a ton of games there. My baseball career ended at a tryout at Hanson Park. I was with my buddy Jerry from high school. He had this all-orange baseball outfit on with a blue cup hat. Hanson Park, we tried out for this team. I made the team. The guy came up to me and goes, we want you. We want to take you as the pitcher. I said, okay. I, I said, what about my buddy? He goes, we can't take him. I go, why not? He goes, well, take a look at, <laughs> take a look at him. He's out there trying to play shortstop, and he had this all-orange outfit and a blue cup hat. He goes, take a look at him. He goes, he not only looks goofy, but he can't play. I go, he's my ride. He goes, I don't care if you're he's your ride or not. You can't play. We we can't take that guy. We can't even take him as the bad boys. He goes, I'm sorry. He goes, here's my number. Call me if you want to be on a team. But that's it. And that was when I first met Pam's uh, Pamsy's aunt Rosemary. We went over 
She li- I think she lived across the street from Hanson Park. We went over there to eat. She fed us dinner, lunch or something, dinner. We went over there by Aunt Rosemary. We just visited Aunt Rosemary last week. Things happened for a reason. I lost out on my baseball career, but I gained Aunt Rosemary, and that was a good thing. It worked out, but that was my last, very last baseball game that I ever played. I could start crying, but I won't. <laughs> I only cried during Jan Brady episode on the Brady Bunch and maybe the end of Hachi. That's it. I had a nice run at the end after I got out of Pony League because every time my old man would uh, show up, my nose would start bleeding from blood pressure and having the stress. But once I ended that and he didn't show up, I had a very good baseball career, which I'm very happy with, with the glove that my mom got me when I was 15. So is the end of today's episode. So join us next week. I'm going to give my all-time favorite, favorite story of growing up. It's going to be, it's my top story. I've been saving it. Join us again next week. And on Instagram, we're at Mary B's Fifth Son, at M-A-R-Y-B-S number 5-T-H-S-O-N. Thank you. And Happy New Year. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, Production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. All right. So you quit baseball all because some guy couldn't be on a team and give you a ride home? Yeah. And, you know. um, I don't get why you do that. It was too hard traveling around. I didn't have a car. Oh, okay. So you needed him to I didn't be able to, to, to drive you. Yeah. See, okay. like, even even when I joined the Italian Stallion, I was in Blue Island, and they were on 101st and Western, so I would walk there. And it was how, how many miles walk. is that? A long walk, believe me. And then, like, uh, like an hour walk? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that was when I was younger. So um, it would be, you know, and sometimes Nick or they had the guy named Elvis that was in the bar. They were all... Again, nice guys. They'd pick me up once in a while, and then, uh, or they'd pick me up at 119th and Western, and then we go to. We played a lot at Marquette Park. So how far away is Marquette Park from your 63rd and Western? So, so give like help the audience understand. Like, is it like half an hour, hour, twenty minutes? Well, if the Italian Stallion's an hour away from my house at 101st and uh-huh. Marquette Park's at 63rd, it's 40 more blocks. So Damn. you're talking two hours. Two from, hours to walk there? If I walk, yeah. And that's with a good wind behind me. But I would I would never walk to Marquette Park. And I very rarely walk to um, um the Italian Stein. They would pick me up for games. For games. For games. I would I would go there drinking every once in a while and then you know I'd take the bus to 119th and then uh walk from 119th and western. So yeah, it was it was fine, you know, and I I have no regrets given that after that. I never thought about it that I never uh, until recently that I thought, God, that was my last, my last tryout. And I was throwing bullets at that thing. I know that guy wanted me. And uh, what, what kind of league was it? Like a, it was like a, it was like a travel team in the Northwest or I'm sorry. Yeah. Northwest Chicago 
uh, area that would probably play suburbs and everything. You know, I, I got the ad. I, I seen the ad actually in the paper. I don't know if it was the South Town Economist, not the South Town Economist, but I, I don't know where I got the, where I seen the tryout. <laughs>